1: This is going to be an epic episode of TFL Talking Trucks, because we're doing basically an annual wrap-up.
0: Yeah, but it's a little bit more than that, because we're going to be talking about the good and the bad. Yes, but
1: it's been one heck of a year. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for all of us, guys. Guys, I'm Andre Smirnoff with the Fastlane Truck and Nathan Adlin. And in this, on this show, uh, we're talking about the unforced errors and the home runs in the truck industry in 2020. It's been a very long year, but uh, we're going to go brand by brand. And this is focused on pickup trucks and big SUVs. We're not
0: talking about cars. Nope. We're going to be doing something similar with cars on TFL car or TFL talk for cars, but... That's different. It's going to be a different format as well.
1: Thank you for joining TFL Talking Trucks podcast. If you love pickup trucks or big full-size SUVs, if you love trailering, towing, and going off-road, this is the right place to be. Together we can make this podcast the most popular ever. So let's hit it right off the bat. So we're gonna go brand by brand, Uh in no huge particular order, but kind of the stuff that uh, sticks out for us uh, because we've we've driven a lot of trucks this year and we've tested them and we've done lots of news. So let's start with a brand that's kind of close to me, to my heart, is the GMC Hummer.
0: Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. What, What, what? right, go ahead, no, 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 go ahead, talk about their home run.
1: So, uh, well, let's start with unforced errors. Oh, that's even better, that's what I wanted to talk about. So, we're going to do unforced errors and then, of course, home runs. So, uh, if you don't know, GMC has brought back the Hummer nameplate, right? This is, uh, initially, they unveiled this um, GMC Hummer truck, EV, all-electric truck, Uh, new design, but, you know, it draws kind of some parallels to the older Humvees and Hummers of the past and then they basically chucked it full of technology right four-wheel drive technology just digital infotainment technology all kinds of stuff suspension and then they announced the price here we go yes so uh we think at tfl truck that one of the enforced errors that they came out with this launch edition at first at one hundred and twelve thousand bucks what do you think
0: i think it's ridiculous i think that's absolutely I know that you guys want to start the unfor you, you want to bring in the people who are you know willing to lay down tons of cash and buy these incredibly expensive trucks, but you're losing a chunk of people by doing that. And what you need to do is also announce what the base price is going to be, which we're still assuming is going to be astronomical. It's just too expensive, it's ridiculous. I mean, it really, no, really, it is, especially when you compare it to a lot of the other trucks that we're going to be talking about Mm -hmm. on this list, only a few of them hover in that territory, a lot of the other ones which still have advanced tech are nowhere near this price.
1: So let's unpack this just a little bit more, right? Mm -hmm. So the GMC Hummer, like I said, is kind of the technological tour de force, right? Yes, it is. Uh, For GM and GMC specifically, as far as trucks, it has height-adjustable suspension, it has active suspension from ZF, so the shocks kind of respond to what the truck is doing. It's got four-wheel steering, it's got up to 1,000 horsepower with three motors, three electric motors. Which is a... Well, well done, yeah. uh, okay, well, yeah, I mean, electric motors are very powerful. We know that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, interior for five, some might argue, you know, it's maybe a little bit smallish uh, as far as kind of...
0: It's like mix. a mid-sized truck in terms of size. Uh, well,
1: but it's also as wide as a Humvee or a Hummer should be. It is really it wide, be. It's yeah. really wide. So it's kind of a weird animal. It's got a five-foot bed, mm-hmm. right? So it's not a very big bed yep. for, for this pickup truck but um, it's supposed to be very quick three seconds zero to 60 times we have full videos on tfl truck and tfl off-road and tfl now about you know all the specs uh, on this particular truck and the price when i heard that i mean it's immediately i mean it's a toy for wealthy people um it's a really you Capable toy, right? But, you know, they said in about three years from now, they're going to have a base model at around, you know, 79 or 80 grand.
0: That's still very expensive. That's, that's my point. I mean, it's, it's, you know, and we still don't know for sure whether or not that's going to hold. You know, we're a couple of years down the line. My problem with the vehicle is this when you are a person who needs a pickup truck, you don't want to spend 60, 70, 80, 90, 100,000. In order to really crack this this unusual thing, which is known as EV, to make an electric vehicle a truck that's accessible to everybody, General Motors has fallen off the horse and other people are going to take up the reins and run away with it. Now I know that they're going to build a Chevy Silverado EV, We we heard about it, but in terms of this truck in general, I mean... Even $50,000 is extremely steep, but come on, why not make a, a base model like that, that some people can actually afford? I just think the price is astronomical.
1: So, obviously, we are not in the boardroom of General Motors, so nope. we, we don't know everything that they considered. Uh, but, but let's talk about the home run here. Uh, well, that's the other uh, side. I, I think the home run for the Hummer brand is that
0: its back. I mean, come on, dude. They've they've been gone since like oh eight, oh nine. I I love the fact that they came back. Yeah. With I mean, they were one of the, they were the villain back in the day when, when hybrids were really kicking in. Yes. You know, in the uh, in the mid two thousands to around two thousand and eight, Hummer was absolutely vilified as excess, as something that they would get terrible mileage. Nobody ever takes them off road. Blah 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 blah. blah. Um, even though they built some really capable off-road vehicles, right? Mm-hmm. And, but yeah, they, they got terrible mileage. They're really inefficient. And all of a sudden, they, they, they bring the name back with this you know, tree-hugging green EV vehicle. I, I really do think it's pretty funny um, considering where they were and where they are now.
1: But everybody's really hot about off-roading, overlanding, mm-hmm. doing all this stuff. You know, look at, you know, the coming back of the brands, of the Bronco brand mm-hmm. is coming back, right? Uh, that's very kind of outdoorsy, capable brand. Right. Jeep brand is huge, yeah. right? Everything that Jeep does is, seems to be like just a home run. Yeah, they sell everything. Uh, and so I think for the Hummer brand to come back in this kind of off-roady way, with the electricity, I think it was a home run. It just I wish that they can capitalize on that, right, and add, add to it, right, and make it more affordable.
0: Affordable is the key. Now, there is a rumor that they are building other versions of the Hummer uh, that'll be EVs as well. And, in fact, they're saying that they'll all be EVs. So maybe there'll be a less expensive version down the line. But as far as we know, between eighty dollars and $112,000 is a lot of money to spend on a pickup.
1: So, going alphabetically mm-hmm. in this case, so let's uh, keep going, let's okay. move on from uh, Hummer to Chevrolet mm-hmm. uh, Chevrolet and GMC to some extent and GM. And uh, this is a one unforced Forced Air that we came across uh, really personally this year. Oh,
0: he did um, indeed.
1: Yes, so our producer and uh, videographer and also uh, presenter at TFL Bike um, alex uh, purchased a silverado 1500 yep right it had an eight-speed automatic transmission Mm -hmm. and he had huge problems with the eight-speed transmission
0: there have been now now bear in mind that we are not one of those organizations that can keep track of thousands of people throughout the united states who have problems however we did videos on this truck and this problem and we had a lot of feedback from an awful lot of people who said they had the same type of problems I know somebody personally who also had the same type of problem. Um, and, and then on top of that, there were additional issues. And there's a weird irony about that because, well, frankly, other transmissions from General Motors seem to be a lot more stout.
1: Yeah, so basically the issue had to do with kind of rough shifting, mm-hmm. just, just uncomfortable driving, and, and sometimes just kind of surprising shifting. Yes. Um, this was a brand new truck, a 2020 model, and uh, Alex ended up just getting rid of it. I mean, it, it was he, in the shop he, for a very long
0: time. Well, he it. Uh, yeah. And, and he actually replaced it with a Ram. Uh, basically, the equivalent Ram. Yeah, Ram Rebel yep. he, that he purchased. He uh,
1: originally purchased a Silverado four-wheel drive truck. Um, so that's this kind of goes to, you know, obviously, you know, like you said, we can't track of every single issue, every recall ever made, right. because every manufacturer has recalls, exactly. every manufacturer has issues. But this seemed to kind of hit a, a vein uh, this year, um, so we wanted to call out uh, this particular one. But on the flip side, uh, for home runs, uh, for Chevrolet and GMC, uh, well, there are several things actually. Yeah. Uh, one that we want to call out is the six uh cylinder straight six diesel engine
0: that turbo diesel is one of our favorite in fact it is my favorite general motors engine uh we talked about it in another podcast yeah
1: yeah and and dude so uh and in the context of brand new suvs uh, gm just unveiled the inter- they redesigned all of their f- uh, full-size SUVs. I'm talking about Chevy Tahoe, Suburban, Yukon, Yukon Excel. Escalade, Escalade, yeah. Escalade ESV Long Wheelbase Edition. Yeah, they, it's a brand new platform, independent suspension, still truck-based. This engine, the six-liter, uh, six-liter, <laughs> six-cylinder uh, diesel, uh, three-liter, um, is actually coming to all of those.
0: That is correct. Even Cadillac, right?
1: yeah and we have actually tested recently the tahoe diesel uh the video is on tfl truck uh we did a fuel efficiency run it was very impressive and it's made it to a 10 speed automatic right 10 speed not an eight speed um and 10 speed is just it's like butter so it has such close gear spacings especially with the diesel Um, it does shift but it's almost imperceptible you can barely notice how it's shifting. Um, and it's always keeping that engine in the kind of, in either in the meat of its power or efficiency, right? Yep. Whatever you're trying to do. Uh, beautiful, beautiful powertrain.
0: I agree with you 100%. You know, there's other competitors out there that have a similar setup, but you feel, diesels, you know, kind of fall off a cliff after you go over, let's say, 4,000 RPM in some cases. Or, and you can really feel, especially when you're going in commuting, right? But this one, you can't feel the loss, you don't feel that type of jarring sensation when you're going through traffic, it is just as good if not better than any gas engine and then on top of that you get incredible efficiency and pretty uh, well the, the towing numbers are decent too.
1: Yeah so I got almost 28 mpg MC this is a high country big Tahoe, big heavy SUV right yeah.
0: and then I got 12.1 with a trailer which is about 7,000 pounds that is really impressive across the board. Yeah, really, really good powertrain. So, bottom line is that the 10-speed, <laughs> combined with almost any engine from General Motors, works really well.
1: And then also, uh, another just home run, finishing up Chevrolet and GMC. Mm. Right, and we've uh, done a video with this recently. It's the GMC Yukon 84.
0: Ugh, and the 84.
1: 84 design in general. Yeah. I think the 84 off-road
0: design with GMC, that just, boom, home run. We're just talking about design, mind you. Nothing's perfect, but the design itself is really cool. And, you know, it's subjective,
1: right? You know, you might say, oh, I really hate AT4. Right, right, right. Why are you talking about this? Well, uh, just, I think we agree in the office here at TFL that the AT4 design is just spot on.
0: It has real presence. It reminds me a lot of when the, the very first time I saw the Ram Rebel. The very first time I saw that with its first generation, I was like, whoa, this is a really good idea. It's such a build-up over a regular truck. It's kind of the same thing, but even higher end. So that's, that's I especially like the pickup version of the AT4 setup. Ugh, oh, love it. Let's switch gears completely. Yes. Right. So
1: let's move on to another brand, mm-hmm. another manufacturer. Uh, this time um, it's going to be Nikola. So, it was a, kind of a big news this year, right? Oh, yeah. All, all, on all fronts. Um, Nicola, uh, well,
0: where do we start? Can you ha- you want to start with the good news? Is there good news?
1: So, let's introduce the company, right? Okay. It's, a, it's a new company that's been around for about five years. Mm-hmm. But they were um, mainly um, under radar. Right. Um, they started, they announced their semi-truck Initiative. They're going to build um, basically an electric truck, maybe with a turbine or a fuel cell kind of support to generate uh, electricity for the electric motor.
0: They had very nice sketches. Yes, and yeah. a couple of rolling chassis. Literally rolling chassis. <laughs> we'll get to that in
1: a second. <laughs> and then, and then uh, this year, very recently, about a year ago, uh, they announced a Badger pickup truck, mm-hmm. and it was you know kind of a big news, big announcement. Um, actually, I can actually. Uh, If you're watching this on TFL Talk, uh, there's going to be a video with lots of different images and video.
0: Um, And if you're listening to us, thank you for listening. Yeah, we appreciate it. Uh, Now, we we should preface it that the the Badger was going to be done in partnership um, with General Motors, am I correct? Well, initially they
1: just announced design. Right. Um, I'm kind of showing it here. Yeah, there it is. Uh, The design of the Badger, which looks kind of cool, right? like
0: a cross between Ford and General Motors uh, design.
1: Yeah, it's kind of a uh, collaboration of designs in, in there. It looks pretty aggressive. Um, And then they said, we're going to partner with a major manufacturer to build it. Mm -hmm. And then finally, there came an announcement that they're going to partner with General Motors. Um, But the announcement was kind of strange. It kind of rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. Because the announcement said that um, they're going to use this design, but the running gear is going to be GM. Right. You know, their battery OTM systems with their electric motors. And then the trucks will have their fuel cell technologies.
0: Yeah, so, so it's a combination what, of, of a few things. Yeah,
1: so long story short, <laughs> the
0: CEO is ousted. He, he the CEO of Nikolai. Of Nikolai. Yeah.
1: Um, ousted. Badger canceled.
0: Yeah, the whole thing completely just fell apart. Um, it. If you guys want to review it, we ha, do have some information on tfltruck.com. Yeah, tfltruck.com. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it, it explores the... App, the ridiculousness of this whole thing yeah. and how it all fell apart. You
1: can't make this stuff up. It's I mean,
0: crazy, including, I'm going to just tantalize you with a little thing. They had uh, rolling chassis filmed going downhill. Of semi-trucks. Uh, of semi-trucks with no power. There, there was no engine in them. There was no motivator in them, nothing. They were just rolling downhill. And then when they were brought to task about this, saying these aren't really real, they are like, well, nobody... Said they were. You know, you, you guys just assumed that they had an engine in it or, you know, a transmission or something. No, they were just rolling down a damn hill. The thing is, is that this is kind of a con. And uh, once again, go to tfltruck.com and you guys can see the whole story about it. It's a bit of an expose, I guess you could say. Uh, let's move on. I don't want to give these guys too much credit. The thing is, good news: General Motors has moved on, and they're doing their own thing.
1: Yeah, hence the Hummer. Um, and also, by the way, Nikola is moving on too.
0: They're focusing on semis. Yeah, they got so, rid. No, they got rid of their guy. Yeah. And they're still a company, and they're still doing stuff, and they're focusing on semis. And you know, I do hope that they manage to recoup, but um, there's some real sketchy stuff going on initially. Let's move brands. Yes. Let's
1: move. Uh, this is a big show, dude. Uh, it we, is it. We're going to keep going. By the way, I just want to have a little plug. Please. Um, TFLBits.com. It's our brand new auction site that TFL started. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have several vehicles uh, on
0: auction. <laughs> Including, we just mentioned Hummer. Whose Hummer is going to be on that auction site? My personal Hummer is there now. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to bid a couple, a couple bucks on that. <laughs> Well, it's not, a, it's not a, supposed to be like a GoFundMe page. Uh, no, no. Well, I just, I, I, if I win the bid, I'm going to do horrible things to it and we'll have you watch.
1: So, guys, uh, so basically TFLBids.com is a place where enthusiasts, guys and gals, can sell and buy vehicles, mainly trucks. You know, we kind of want to focus. We have focus. a few
0: cars on there as well, yeah. but mainly trucks.
1: Yeah, so that's kind of what we want to do. And my homer is there at no reserve. I'm very scared. But thank you. Thank you very much.
0: <laughs> you guys, he's taken excellent care of it. And he's actually done some interesting updates. Let's move on to the next one on the list. Ford. This Which is Ford. Is Ford.
1: So Ford. And we, once again, we're going to be talking about uh, unforced errors and home runs. Okay. So let's start with an um, kind of an unforced error. Because, but... Mind you, this is in the context of 2020. Which, so
0: keep COVID and all the delays in mind before which, we get which, started.
1: Which has been a huge, hugely challenging year. Um, of course, I'm focused on the F-150, the brand new truck, right? Right. Uh, that's what we're focused on right here. And Ford recently, they actually uh, went back to monthly reporting of sales. And in their November report of sales, F-150 sales were down in a huge way. Like 45 plus percent uh, um, compared to previous year. And it's compounded with several things. Uh, I don't want to really call it the unforced error, but this is their most popular and the biggest selling vehicle that they have.
0: Not only that, it's one of the most popular and biggest selling vehicles in the country. And also the
1: profit center for them. Yes, A huge financial thing for them. Obviously, it's a model changeover, right? They're uh, updating their plans to build a new truck. Yeah. Um, Couple of supplier plans were hit by weather and bad, you know, tornadoes and etc. Yep. And also it's the year, right? So everything is combining. And these trucks are barely reaching the market right now. And this
0: this November, December is when people buy a lot of trucks. So, So keep in mind that a lot of people expected these vehicles to be in dealerships, a while back. And only now are some dealerships getting a couple of them that they could put up front. And, you know, dealership lots are just not full yet. Now, we're not saying that Ford is completely to blame for this. They were very enthusiastic about bringing this vehicle out. But if you look at Ford in general, in terms of unforced errors, they have a lot of vehicles that have have been pushed back because of COVID, because of 2020, because of everything that's going on and it's hurting them.
1: Yeah, and obviously, once again, we're not a part of Ford uh, board of directors. <laughs> not so even we're,
0: close. <laughs> we're way far from we're that. Far removed. We're far removed. We're
1: as far from that as possible, probably. <laughs> but, but it, uh, maybe they were trying to do too much at the same time. Yeah, I They're think launching the Mach-E uh, Mustang SUV electric. Uh, they're launching the Bronco Sport, then the Bronco. Uh, They're working on other projects, like the updated Explorer, Expedition, etc. They're doing maybe too much.
0: Yeah, you know, one of the problems is that they've had events uh, that journalists have attended and then there's nothing. Uh, So you have this vapor that just sits there with nothing to fill it. Uh, That's including the F-150, that's including the Bronco, it's a lot of vehicles that are out there. Now the Bronco Sport is in dealership, so they managed to get that one out, but that's not a truck. What we're referring to primarily is the F-150, their bread and butter. That vehicle really is not available yet, and it's just perhaps they should have focused more manpower on that vehicle and then pulled back on some of the other ones because it's their biggest seller. Um, We know that there are supply chain issues, you name it. Everything that could have gone wrong pretty much has Mm -hmm. gone wrong. But at the same time, the fact is that their most profitable the, the most important vehicle is the one that's not really in dealerships yet, and that's a problem. Let's talk about the Home Run. Yes, which is speaking of that truck. Uh,
1: Ford Home Run is the F-150. Uh, we just recently uh, tested the heck out of the new F-150 hybrid. Right. Yeah, and, and we, we want to do more obviously we had a limited ad, ad edition model which is the highest priced and the most luxurious and the most optioned one but we got a taste of this new hybrid system oh, big time yes you drag raced it I, I get told to wrap with it. it I told with it yeah. Uh, we have all the videos on TFL Truck, most recently in the iGauntlet with the F-150 Hybrid. If you haven't seen it, guys, check
0: it out on TFL Truck. You powered two trailers, big trailers off of it. Yes. We charged a, a Tesla off of it and a BMW i3. Yes, and Tommy and Case
1: powered the welder yep. with it.
0: <laughs> so what else can we say? I mean, We tested the, the Dickens out of it. I yes. said Dickens, damn it. And, um, but, 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 and the thing is, that truck has fixed every fault that was in the F-150, and then on top of that, an incredible amount of technology. Incredible.
1: Yeah, and I was, I was a little skeptical, right? It's very, it, it, it is a complicated system, right? It's incredibly complicated. I mean, so it's a combining, the new powertrain is combining the 3.5-liter twin-turbo uh, EcoBoost Which G6, has been modified. Which has been updated from previous generations already. Powerful engine, very yeah. powerful then um, the transmission itself the unit that they're using it's a 10 speed Mm -hmm. that they've had before Yep. but they had to modify it to uh put an electric motor within it
0: Uh, basically 1.5 kilowatt battery in there too yeah 1.5 kilowatt
1: hour battery and the motor is like 35 kilowatts which is about 40 45 horsepower right so all that together the transmission is modular Mm -hmm. Uh, the new ford explorer hybrid is using a very similar setup yes, yeah, so the, the, um, yeah, so the
0: Lincoln is doing that as well.
1: Lincoln has a similar setup yeah. as well yeah. so so, yeah, so I was a little skeptical. I'm like, is it gonna to be smooth? Is it going to be like jerky, inefficient, blah 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 it's it was really smooth, um uh, I really enjoyed driving this truck. Um, Not just because it was a luxury truck, but because the powertrain was
0: really good. Over 700 miles, almost like 750 miles range on a full tank. That is better than a lot of diesels out there, which is one of the things I love about diesels. They're long range. This thing has ridiculous range, especially if you drive it in the city.
1: Yes, uh, hybrid is really good for city driving. Regen braking, I felt the regen braking felt pretty good. I was also worried about that. Yeah, I was too. Um, and, And then interiors updated
0: across the board. That's always been my biggest gripe with the F-150, and this new interior is so much better.
1: Yes, so they're really hitting the design. I think the powertrain, I, I think we'll have to wait and see how reliable this powertrain will be in the long term. Right. But the EcoBoost, you know, has proven itself in many ways since it's been out for 10 years in various iterations.
0: Yeah, they, they've definitely updated it and fixed small flaws and everything yeah. else along the lines. But uh, this this truck is is a leap forward in terms of, technical know-how and they put it's their moonshot in my mind because they really put a lot of time and energy and millions billions of dollars of design into this truck and it really shows in terms of tech and it shows in terms of interior design and overall drivability yeah it's not perfect but it's damn close to it this truck can do everything it can go off-road we didn't do that much because well it had 22 <laughs> inch wheels or yes. something like that yes. Really not the best for off-roading, but when we get our hands on another one that has a little bit more of a off-road friendly setup, you bet we'll be taking it off road and testing it as well. Great torque, great power.
1: Speaking of off-road, one more word which is a home run for Ford, I think. Yeah. It's tremor. Tremor is a big word. It's their latest uh well, it's been around for a little while now, for about a year. Uh, it's their off-road package. The Super Duty has a Tremor package currently available for sale. Right. The Ranger Tremor is coming next month. That's correct. Or within a couple of months, mm-hmm. uh, in January or February. Um, then
0: F-150 Tremor is coming too. Now, now I would say that the Tremor package is sort of this higher-end off-road package that sits between your FX4 and your Raptor. Mm-hmm. It's like right in between the two. I would, agree. W- w- would you agree? Yes. Yeah
1: so so those are the home runs yeah for ford all right so let's keep it going so next brand we're talking about for trucks is nissan yeah are you ready for this yes please okay so nissan let's start once again with unforced errors and uh this kind of been one of my frustrations this year too Mm -hmm. (laughs) with nissan is their rollout of the next frontier where is it
0: i'm so frustrated about that (laughs) you have to understand I love the Frontier. The old Frontier, the old, old, old Frontier. Going all the way back to when they were known as, you know, anything but frontiers. Regular Datsun pickup truck, 760s, all that stuff. Guys, what the hell? Bring it out already. It's been a prototype for a long time. We already know about the powertrain, which that in itself is a question. Because, first of all, good powertrain. Yes. We got a chance to test it. Andre tested it quite a bit in this kind of filler truck, which is the old body, the old um, design, but it has the new powertrain. And it's just a one-year thing, supposed to be a one-year thing, until we get the new, all-new truck.
1: Um, So Nissan is in the middle of this kind of rejuvenation, right? The entire company, right? Right. They they even updated their logo, so the Nissan logo with a little circle. Um, is a little different now. It looks a little, little techy. It's a little bit more, you know, modern techy, I yeah. agree. Um, but so, as far as trucks are concerned, right, they have the Titan. It's been refreshed for 2020, which is mm-hmm. good. It's mm-hmm. been updated. Um, the Frontier, I think, uh, if it was me, I would have shown uh, like a concept already. Something. Something. Yes. Something. They, they've, they've given us silhouettes. Dark images with, like, LED Yeah, you can see the things. headlights.
0: But that's, that's not enough. That's it's too much of a tease because it's been too long. Throw us a freaking bone.
1: <laughs> All right, dude. But let's talk about the home runs for Nissan. And I can think of two. Okay. Uh, first, they just revealed the 2021
0: Nissan Armada, which has been completely refreshed. It ha- not only did they reveal it, but we were one of the first to actually get our hands on one. A week after they revealed it, we got one.
1: Yes, it was a brand new 2021 Armada Midnight Edition, right? Mm-hmm. And dude, I think the styling, I mean, they really knocked it out of the park. It's way different from what it was before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's
0: special, it's much. what do you think? Well, here's a couple things. First of all, it looks better in person. I, I already know that some people are like, oh, it kind of looks Fordish" or whatever. Mm. When you see it in person, you'll you'll realize it looks a lot more like a truck. You see the old Nissan Armada looked a little bit like the Pathfinder, it was kind of soft and rounded, and this one looks a lot more butch. It definitely has a lot more character to it. What they did was they completely redesigned the entire front clip and the entire rear clip. Uh, We're talking the hood, the front fenders, the entire front bumper, in the back, the same basic thing right below the window of the tailgate, all of that is different. So all of that stuff's been redone to look a little bit better, but on top of that, you actually get a little tiny benefit, a slight, slight increase with your approach and departure angle.
1: Yes, and also, of course, the Midnight Edition is brand new. Mm. Um, it was there on the Titan before and some other vehicles. Now their Armada has it. Uh, they kept the powertrain the same, but I think for their flagship, this is their flagship. Oh, I um, SUV, and it's the most expensive one for Nissan, and I think they did um, enough okay. Uh, we ha- we, actually, we can't talk about driving impressions until about another day or so. Right. Uh, but uh, I want to say that even though they kept the 7-speed auto and the V8 engine, uh, I think this is a home run for them.
0: It's a solid platform and I want to add one more thing really quick, which is the fact that right now it is, the 2020 is in its class one of the least expensive vehicles out there. It's actually quite a bargain. Now Nissan has announced that they will have an S version of this in 2021 of their new 2021 Armada that'll be the value leader and it'll be their least expensive version of this truck meaning that you guys probably get a pretty good deal on a vehicle that frankly isn't out there a lot and it's a shame because it's really well screwed together it's a solid truck.
1: Yes, and the second home run I just want to mention, um, and uh, we don't have to talk about this in detail mm. because we have before, it's the Titan. Oh, yeah. I think uh, they redesigned it in 2020, now it's 2021 model year already for this truck. Um, I think they really knocked it out of the park. Yes, it's, it may not have you know, all the top specs right um, in the class, but I think in general with the powertrain it's got and the 9-speed... power powertrain.
0: Yeah, one of my favorite engines, that 5.6 liter V8, absolutely fantastic.
1: And you did the full review on this uh, latest Titan on TFL Off-Road.
0: That's right, I did a huge review on it, and it's, it's a proper truck, it's just, it's so close to perfection, but it just needs a couple things, it's still not perfect. Let's switch brands. Yes. Again, uh, talk about Ram. Ram truck. Mm -hmm. Let's
1: start with the unforced errors. Um, And this has to do, well, actually, two things. Yeah. Uh, The first unforced error I think I have to bring up, it has to do with their brand new TRX truck.
0: Oh, it's, okay. You know the TRX, right? I mean. <laughs> no. After enjoying my, yeah, yeah, I know the truck. So, yes, so the TRX
1: is awesome. It's, it's a, a super truck. truck. 702 horsepower. It's a true Raptor competitor. It's incredible. It's got the suspension, the interior, the, the, the. the. But. But it's not here.
0: <laughs> it's, where is it?
1: So, so, every year, TFL Truck and TFL Studios is very fortunate, right? Because we have the supporters and listeners, mm-hmm. like you guys. We can buy one or two trucks, brand new. Yep. And we order the TRX for the upcoming year.
0: Right when the ordering was started.
1: Yes. Yep. The Super Duty is sold. We sold it on tflbids.com. Mm-hmm. Boom, done. Uh, we don't have it yet. And it's only, we only have two weeks left in the year.
0: Yeah. And we have to get it because of tax reasons. We were told initially that we were supposed to get it before the end of the year. That it, we would be able to put it under the Christmas tree and that's probably not going to happen. Uh,
1: yes. And so, I know Ram is working very hard on this, Yes, but I think we're not in alone, right? No. A lot of businesses and a lot of you know, other companies who review trucks or just celebrities who want new trucks um, do this for tax reasons. Andre wants a new truck. I'm
0: not a celebrity. You're a
1: celebrity, bro. Uh, Anyway, so the second unforced error is Ram does not still have a mid-sized truck.
0: Where's the Dakota, folks? Where is the Dakota? Now, look, I know. A lot of you guys are saying, well, wait a minute. FCA already has a mid-sized truck with the Gladiator. Ah, The Gladiator is a Jeep product, and it is a proper off-road truck. I'm talking about an entry level truck that the regular Joe can afford. I'm talking about something that can not only compete with, but take it to the other manufacturers out there who have vehicles that are sub $30,000 vehicles. Where is it? We know that you guys have been developing a Dakota for a while, or something like a Dakota I may mean, not be called that if they ever come up with it. But we have a mid-size truck that we know that you guys are working on, and it could be anything it, at this point. It could be an suv base, basically a um, car-based... crossover base, crossover base sure. if you want to call it, uh, pickup, like the Ford Maverick that is rumored to be built, and also the Honda Ridgeline and the Hyundai Santa Fe, or Santa Cruz. Or it could be a little frame-based pickup truck. Either way, it's not out, and it should be. We need it. You guys need a value proposition in this field that's empty.
1: So the CEO of FCA, uh, Mike Manley, right? He hinted at this, right? Oh, he did. In several meetings. He did it in
0: a manly way.
1: Very, very manly, but they also have been merging with Peugeot, Mm -hmm. right, and Stellantis company is being born. Um, Still, I think you're absolutely right, Uh, competitors are taking their lunch, so to speak, Yeah. because there is nothing, and they could have done it very simply, right, I know it's a bad year, they could have done it in a way, hey guys, here's a little silhouette, or hey guys, here's a little concept we're
0: wondering about. Uh, Give us something. Give us a little bit of hope. A ray of sunshine in our dismal lives. Hey guys, (laughs) this is coming. We're not going to tell you much about it. Ford pulled this several times with a silhouette or just a a logo of a damn horse and people were thrilled. Come on! Help us
1: out. <laughs> so there you have it. Uh, home run for Ram has to be the TRX. Oh my God, it's a There monster. is no question. There is no answer. What a beast! Um, TRX is it. It's the ultimate truck right now. It's not, well, it's expensive. <laughs> it's it's inefficient. A completely inefficient. But uh, taking those things uh, aside just for a second, it's a true Raptor competitor. adjustable suspension, uh, special interior, like we were saying. Uh, just a monstrous truck. I drove it. I loved it. You jumped it. You drove it. I loved it uh, <laughs> So the
0: racetrack too. Yeah, not a good idea But but the thing is I think I could simply say this for off-road trucks It's sort of like the Lamborghini of off-road trucks an irony here. I know they don't own Lamborghini All right, the Ferrari of Off-road trucks the thing is is that it is so overbuilt. It is just such an insane vehicle Doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but at the same time, if you just drive it on on the streets, it's actually a comfortable ride. It handles just fine. It makes the most amazing noise, but if you don't want to really hear it, you don't really have to hear it. It, You know, you don't have to constantly hear the rattle of the V8. It's just a really well-thought-out, well-designed, serious off-road maniac.
1: Yes, and it's got the cred and the specs to prove it. Everything about that truck is true that you've read. All right, let's switch brands once again, let's move on. Yes. Next brand is Toyota. So let's mm-hmm. talk about the unforced error that I think uh, is there. And it's the Toyota Tundra rollout, the next generation Tundra. Uh, I, I think we're going to sound like a broken record at this point.
0: Yeah, but, but it's still.
1: Uh, so the Tundra, so, okay. So first we were expecting it like at the beginning of this year, yes. in February, right? Um, that's it was strong rumors that was coming and then it was being delayed well and let me rephrase that maybe it wasn't being delayed maybe this was the plan all along you know how methodical and slow toyota did you know they're very
0: practical they're very pragmatic
1: yeah so so they will continue probably to to be very very careful uh you know with every part they design and so we're seeing a lot of this we're seeing a lot of prototypes we have several videos about this. and oh, the All over truck. the
0: country they're testing them. Yeah. And they've been testing them for years. For yes. years they've been testing this truck.
1: Yeah, so, I, once again, we need to see something solid. There was a leak, right? There was a little bit of a leaked information. A little bit. Um, and, I, I, yeah, at this point, you know, I'm hoping we see something in February, <clears throat> right? If we don't, then... I don't know. I'll
0: be, up, I'll be upset. So the rumors are that there's going to be a twin turbo V six, uh, perhaps a hybrid system similar to the direction Ford has gone. Other people are saying, no, 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 no. They're going to stick to the V8 and they're just going to downsize it and make it more powerful, but smaller displacement. Other people are uh, some crazy rumors about hydrogen. It doesn't matter. I don't care about the rumors. At this point, I just want the damn truck. Here's the thing about it. We've been seeing leaked pictures. We've been seeing leaked this and leaked that we've been getting leaked information. We think that over the past few months, Toyota would have been best suited to bring out at least a concept and say it, this is similar to what we're working on. Here you go. Have a great 2020. We know it's a sucky year. That would have been awesome. Once again, it's a question of giving the fans something to hold on to and we're not getting that. And the Tundra is the oldest truck in its class. By far.
1: Yeah, and still a solid truck. You it's know, a to, solid-ass to truck. give it credit. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, and, and also, uh, I'm seeing what I think is worrying is that the sales of the Tundra are kind of declining. Because there are new competitors in the game, right? Yes. Um, and not just the year. It's not just because I, uh, this is my interpretation of it, right? Um, and also, the Frontier sales are going down. You mm. know, we talked about the Frontier. That's right. Um, so, those are challenging things. But let's talk about something good with Tayra. Oh, yeah. Uh, Home Run. I think no matter what, which which always impresses me, is that Toyota Tacoma is still the sales leader and continues to dominate you know, the mid-size segment. Yes. Yes, it's being challenged.
0: It is. But it's still number one. And there's a lot of reasons for that, but I want to add a, an additional home run to that, and that is the Toyota 4Runner. Between those two trucks, considering how old they are, especially the 4Runner, the fact that they're still selling them Every other damn car in Colorado is a 4Runner. I mean, two of my neighbors have them, and then down the street another two. They are super rugged, very reliable, very good snow trucks. And Toyota's just like, well, why mess with a good thing? So they're selling more of them. And here's the thing about both the Tacoma and the 4Runner. The fact is, is that they look good. They're they're really good-looking trucks. They're very macho, and they have a lot of interesting accessories and some great color combinations. And they were smart about how they did that. I don't think it worked on the Tundra by updating it, but it certainly worked on the Tacoma and it certainly worked on the Forerunner by adding and in some cases subtracting uh, some cool little uh, Toyota aftermarket components, like I don't know, a desert air intake that they had and they got rid of. Uh-huh. Um, they produced a vehicle two vehicles that really resonate with fans, both Toyota fans and people from the outside who are like, hmm, "I like the way those things look." So you can't really go wrong with that, but as we know, eventually they will have to be updated.
1: Yeah, and it's still impressive. Like you said, Forerunner sales are pretty strong. Yeah, they're very strong. Tacoma is still there on top, although the, the new Ford Ranger, the Chevy Colorado. Jeep Gladiator. Jeep Gladiator are all fighting it and mm. fighting it very well. Um, so so that's very impressive. Let's move on now. Speaking of Jeep, let's go to Jeep. Um, and this this is kind of a now ironic thing that I think happened. But I don't think it was funny when it was happening.
0: I, I'm laughing now, but back when, when it was happening, we actually knew a couple of people who went through this. And what we're talking about is their rollout with the Jeep Gladiator. Specifically, Andre, take it?
1: Launch edition. Yeah, well, that's so edition. they announced this, right? This was very specific. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's going to be a very sp- uh, special Jeep Gladiator with all the options, special badges, special wheels. For
0: the very first people to buy it.
1: Yes, and people put their money down. Put people, you know, uh, got in line, but the
0: launch edition wasn't the first available. No, the regular Jeep Gladiators, normal Jeep Gladiators, came out first. This vehicle was delayed. So imagine putting $60,000 down on this vehicle, expecting to be the very first in your neighborhood to have a Jeep Gladiator, and having to wait until Your buddy down the street is driving around in a base model Gladiator laughing at you as you're waiting for your delivery. They were not delivered on time, and they were not only delayed, but they were super delayed. Big problem.
1: Yeah, so uh, that's kind of an unforced error, Mm. uh, definitely, Uh, but I think what Jeep did really well, especially this year, it's the new Gladiator Mojave. It's a it's a new brand, sub-brand for them, right? Just they like have, Rubicon would be. Yeah, they have the Rubicon already. The Mojave brand is more for desert running, high-speed running, right. um, special suspension still. Um, slightly different ride height, a little bit taller than the Rubicon, um, and just looks really good with macho with that hood scoop, right? Even though I think that's fake. Yeah. Uh, in, in that model um, anyway but still the Mojave I think is a home run and I'm actually seeing them around town here which is
0: really funny because we're not we're, we're not, not exactly, in the desert not really desert no, no we're snow country and, and you know rock Mount, crawling mountain country right but the thing about the Mojave that I really like is the fact that it's kind of a do-everything vehicle that gives you one of the best rides I've ever had in terms of actual ride in a Jeep, I think it's a nice floaty suspension, very comfortable, um, it's a usable side. Yes, you do lose some payload and some towing, but that happens with that squishy suspension, it happens with any type of off-road truck. But in terms of its capability, its overall looks and personality, it's a great truck.
1: It has an updated interior with a little bit more little bit strength, Right, right. right. Uh, on the, on the seats. All, so, all so I think that's a home run for Jeep and I think uh, I hope they continue with this yes. uh, trend. You know, they also have the plug-in hybrid in the Wrangler yep. that I'm hoping
0: might transition. I'm pretty sure we're going to see it in the uh, Gladiator. Hemi, please. Yeah, the Hemi would be nice also to see in the Gladiator. But they just put in the uh, diesel, which we drove, and it was it was efficient.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Not, you know, not a lot of payload, but mm. still a, a nice package as yep. far as efficiency is concerned. You're That's absolutely right. Very true. Let's move on, let's switch brands a little bit, completely. <laughs> a little bit, uh, completely. Uh, let's uh, talk
0: about Bollinger. <laughs> yeah. what, what, what are you chuckling? Would, okay, what uh, are you? You, you go ahead, well first let's talk about their unforced error, which uh, is price in one way, I would imagine, wouldn't you agree there? So let's just introduce Bollinger just briefly. All right. All right. So it's a brand new uh, startup company.
1: They've been around for a couple of years now, at least two and a half, three years. Mm-hmm. And uh, they are focused on an off-road electric-only SUV and truck. They also call it a sport utility truck, which is like an SUV that can be converted into a truck,
0: right? For those of you who don't know, they have a very similar design um, to old-school Land Rover Defenders. Uh, very squared-off, very, very squared-off, very angular. Yes, um, Utilitarian throughout.
1: And then, you know, and then we've done several videos. I actually was fortunate enough to go to their facility twice. in Michigan. Twice. Yeah. And actually see them in person and actually see the prototypes and touch them. And I was very excited. And then I found the price, uh, which was 125000 bucks. Damn! And then just recently, just a few days ago, they, are, they revealed these uh, pre-production, they are production-ready uh, vehicles, uh, what do you think, Huh? Ah, no, nice. No,
0: wait, uh, I know it's utilitarian, they actually do a lot of stuff with storage and everything else, which is really cool, but in terms of the unforced error between the price and the way it looks, I'm sorry, I just, I'm not a big fan of its design, I just think it looks too simple, almost like they weren't trying, but that's just me.
1: Dude, I would have to disagree, uh, so this simple kind of uh, guy from Russia in me Mm -hmm. uh, says that squaredness is good. It's simple. Well, I like it personally. (laughs) I I think so. And the second thing is uh, they changed a few things around. It may look similar and very boxy, uh, but they made the front end uh, hatch wider. They were able to move the, some of the intercoolers for the you know, the electrical components. They separated the bed, so the bed is now separate. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can remove it altogether if you want to. They made the doors a little bit bigger for the rear and the glass bigger so a tall person can get in. So they made those tweaks, uh, but what I'm stuck on is the price. I think that's, that's really- it's an
0: incredible price. It's,
1: uh, we're saying it's an unforced error, but that's the nature of the company, right? They're mm-hmm. a small company that doesn't have humongous corporate backings uh, at the same time low production volumes right
0: it's a toy for the rich andre i mean it really is at one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars for a base model that is an extraordinary amount of money and now i understand that some of you guys are like well you know i mean the tech is really good it is i'm not disagreeing with that if this vehicle really does come to to you know colorado and if it's a real thing i'll be delighted but it, you put it out of reach for anybody who is you know, a hardworking Joe who might be interested in an electric vehicle. This thing has crazy utility. You can actually put down all the seats, the bulkhead and everything, and run a piece of lumber almost all the way through it. I mean, yeah. it does all these you cool things. You can remove things. the roof panels. Yeah, yeah all that there, there's stuff. There's this really cool stuff, but it's incredibly expensive. And that yeah. we mentioned that with other vehicles, and we will continue to mention price. Believe me, that's going to be a returning theme in more ways than one. But I just think that the price is just too steep.
1: I would agree. But I think the home run for Bollinger is still that they're sticking to their guns and making this kind of very utilitarian very simple design that's just my opinion i know not no, many no, people no, agree I,
0: I think it's extremely utilitarian i won't disagree with that and i like the mechanicals the fact is this is not your average ev truck yeah. which has you know two electric motors or whatever and that's it this has got a lot more going on with hydraulics and other stuff. Yeah, too. hydraulic
1: suspension, height adjustable, right. all unique frame, all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, all right, so let's move on to another electric uh, vehicle manufacturer, Rivian. Mm-hmm. So Rivian, uh, you know, I would say a kind of a similar problem that we've seen with some of the rollouts, right? So that's an unforced error. For many reasons, you know, of course, you know, 2020
0: definitely did not help them. Very
1: complicated, but they, you know, unveiled the Rivian R1T and R1S vehicles. Mm -hmm. Everybody loved it. Then, you know, the hype kind of died down. They've been working to productionalize them, Yep. but they're not here yet.
0: No, they missed their, they missed what everybody expected would be their deadline to bring these vehicles to market and what is a shame is that we know that they work we know we've seen them not only um, a friend of ours Emmy Hall raced one at the rebel rally this year and had some success with it too she she enjoyed it quite a bit but it was also used in that uh, show with Ewan McGregor right long way up long way up yes so it has has a good
1: kind of advertisement and you know uh, public awareness Mm -hmm. uh, I would say so a lot of people understand it's coming uh, they're saying June now, June 2021. Mm-hmm. There's a configurator online. It's still a very expensive truck. Yep. Uh, starts at around what, sixty-nine thousand to seventy thousand dollars. That hasn't changed. They always had that price, right, basically. Right, right, right. Uh, but then I configured one with a kitchen sink, this little camping unit with an actual <laughs> kitchen sink. In it. Actually, uh, at about ninety thousand plus. <laughs> so once again, it's a very high-end, very capable vehicle. That's not here. That's really unforced
0: yeah that's true uh i will say though that i much prefer this design over the bollinger design i think it's brilliant i I love it the cool thing about uh, electric trucks by the way is the fact that there are so many options with storage and being able to put things in places that you normally wouldn't be able to use so i really do like that uh but yeah the rivian is quite expensive
1: yeah expensive and of course you know the positives like we mentioned you know people understand it's coming they know Mm -hmm. it's there so at least they have that. And they have huge backing from big, big companies. Fourth, Amazon. Amazon, yeah. Uh, some other big corporate uh, backers. Total so. of
0: billions of dollars. And that really did help them get going. And bear in mind that during uh, the pandemic, on the early days, they were one of the first companies that really kicked it into high gear. They moved all their staff back home and had them remotely work. And not easy to, to to develop a whole truck. A brand new vehicle, yes. A brand new vehicle when you're sitting at home having to sit at a small terminal. So, you know, kudos to them for trying, but at the same time, unfortunately, it's not here.
1: Yeah, and it's coming next year, of course. Let's move on to another manufacturer, but a slightly different uh, issue. Uh, I'm talking about the Tesla Cybertruck.
0: Oh yeah, here we go. Uh,
1: yeah, so it made huge splash, right? The uh, the unveiling of it about a year ago was insane mm. uh, but the enforced error and I think in many people's minds is the design
0: yeah so let's talk about the design briefly um, there are a couple things you need to keep in mind now first of all we know that there are people out there who love it and hate it it's polarizing on both sides but recently we caught a video uh, featuring uh, Frank Stephenson, who is a renowned Designer. He's worked with BMW, Mini, Alfa Romeo, Ferrari, Lancia, McLaren, you name it. And he is, some people consider him one of the most prolific designers out there. And he definitely does have a great way of speaking. I highly recommend checking out his video. But one of the things that he was talking about with this design is the fact that it's sad, it's depressing, it's a monolithic Mm -hmm. design that doesn't give you any joy whatsoever internally and externally. The entire look of the vehicle is dystopian, it gives you the idea that the future is going to be a horrible place to live, that includes the bulletproof glass. There are a lot of problems with this design, actually there are some problems legally with this design too, we'll get to that in a second, but what do you think, Andre? So,
1: well, when I first saw it, when it rolled out on stage, and actually our our very own Roman Micah was there in person, um, and actually bringing us information uh, from that event, which was pretty cool. Um, I was in shock. I I, I expected um, in my mind, of course, something squarish and rectangular. Maybe a
0: little bit more truck-like.
1: Uh, a very truck-like, I, I, you know, I, I don't have this impression that every truck needs to look the same, it's, mm. you know, I'm open-minded. But when I saw the triangular shapes, it was just shocking. Uh, but I kind of agree with Frank, you know, the designer you were mm-hmm. mentioning, because, because the whole minimalist feature, I mean, Teslas are usually minimalist in, in, in their design. But they
0: kind of have some joy and some whimsy to yeah. them. Yeah, if you look one. at
1: their cars, they're very fluid, right? Mm-hmm. They're kind of rounded. Right. This thing is big and it's heavy and, and it's not very even useful as a truck in many that's ways. That's the
0: other thing. I mean, talk about utility. I mean, you and I both agree that being able to reach into the back of a bed is really important because that's kind of the whole point of a pickup truck, being yeah. able to have a bed that you can use. This doesn't really have that. No,
1: it's got a triangular buttress in the back. Yeah, I know you can open the tailgate down and do this stuff, but you can't really approach it from the side. It's really strange. And then you're sitting in this uh, hardened steel, like it's almost like a stainless steel alloy construction that they're talking about, bulletproof glass, potentially. Potentially, Now, Uh,
0: real quick on the bulletproof glass. In order to get Department of Transportation uh, certification, among others, you have to be able to extract somebody in the case of an emergency if there's a crash or something like that. Bulletproof glass is not exactly something that is easy to penetrate <laughs> to remove somebody from a car, nor is its overall shell design for with the jaws of life. Am I correct? Yeah, yeah. I mean it's very uh, very stiff.
1: I mean. Trucks. It's good to have a stiff chassis, right? For many, many reasons. Stiffness is important for, for weight carrying capacities. I'm talking about mm-hmm. Nathan uh, towing, suspension setups, all that stuff. But but if it's you know, if in the case of an accident nobody can reach you, that's not a that's not a good thing. And that could be thing. a
0: major thing. Now we do hear that they might soften the design. Changed a few things on there. We are hearing a lot about that. So we'll see in the future.
1: And they're building a factory right now in in Texas. In Texas. In Texas. So that's happening. And I think a home run for the Cybertruck is that I think recently uh, Elon Musk mentioned something around 600,000 reservations. And this is $100 per reservation. Yeah. Um, And many other manufacturers started doing that too. Right? You can pre-order, I don't know, even a Bronco now these days yeah. um, for a small amount of money. So, so I mean, they made
0: I mean, 600000 if you think it's 100 bucks for each reservation. They 60, made millions. $60 million. Yeah. Yeah. Add to that the fact that this is actually a fairly affordable truck if you look at the base models. What they're currently saying in terms of price, it undercuts almost everybody else on this list who's building an EV truck. Kudos to Tesla for that.
1: Yes, so that's, you know, let us know what you think, of course, in the comments below. We, we always follow your comments on the podcast and, of course, on TFL Talk you. We may channels. occasionally
0: ignore them if they're really mean, but... Yeah, or we, do.
1: we may not respond to everyone. <laughs> but um, we really do read a lot of the comments. We all read them. Um,
0: Hyundai is next. Why Hyundai? Okay, here we go, guys. So let me, let me take you back <laughs> a half a decade ago to the Detroit Auto Show. Now, we were one of the first to bring you a video presentation on this vehicle, and it is the Hyundai Santa Cruz. Back then, it was a a concept, and it was a really cool-looking concept. Really quickly, um, at the unveiling, what they did was they had a piece of PVC pipe or something like that inside the uh, curtain that was covering it. And so it looked like an SUV, and nobody was really interested in it, but a friend of mine kind of hinted to me going, that is actually a truck, a pickup truck type thing. It's not an SUV. So fortunately, Roman and I had just enough time to set up our cameras and get ready to go. Sure enough, boom, there it is. Really cool looking concept pickup crossover thing. Um, that was a long time ago. And since then, all this hype, people were absolutely just screaming, give me this truck, right? I mean, how many emails did we get?
1: Dude, countless, almost every day we had an email, this was five years ago, Mm -hmm. and four years ago, and then people just kind of, they didn't see any major news, so they lost interest. Fell off a cliff. Fell off a cliff, and then finally, now we're back, and we're seeing prototypes, you know, we have a lot of stories, and you guys, thank you for sending us images. Mm -hmm. Uh, We get images from you, all, I think, like five different people sent us Santa oh, Cruz images now. Yeah. So prototypes running around. But still nothing official. That's nothing a, that's official.
0: A, that's an error. I, it I think. is. And I think that they waited way too long. And, you know, now it's sort of dying off again. You got to hit while you can when you got the good buzz going on. And they didn't do that, which is a shame. At the same time there is a big positive. Am I correct? Yes, they're entering a new segment. I think that's a home run. Big uh, 10. And,
1: and now we know they're serious because these look production ready. Almost. And
0: they announced it officially.
1: Yeah, and they announced it as well. So that's goodness. Uh, Yes, it, it's still a crossover, right? It may have a unibody structure. Yeah, it it does. may be related to, you know, some of the other crossovers that they have. Yeah, like the Santa Fe and whatnot. And the Tucson.
0: It, it, it doesn't look quite as big as the Honda Ridgeline. It Maybe a like little I'm, smaller, yeah. It might be a little bit smaller. We're not 100% sure because we don't have the measurements. But, what we do know. Now this is early on, right after that unveil I was telling you about. Hyundai actually brought me backstage with a few other um, journalists and said, listen, we want to know whether or not you think people would be interested in this truck. And I said, yes, if you can keep the price manageable, undercut Honda at the time, the Ridgeline, you know, was, was, that was out. And, but, you know, st- keep it simple. Keep it s- that's something that everybody can get their hands on. You know, it might be a big seller for you. And I think they may have done that.
1: And they may have been waiting for the next generation of their platform.
0: Mm-hmm. Who knows? that is
1: possible because the Tucson has now been updated you That's know right. it's, it's out and now this is based and on And the it. other
0: thing is is that remember the early days of the uh, Santa Cruz they were talking about putting a diesel in it they were talking about all these different types of powertrains they were talking about a smaller version of it that actually had an extending bed which was a really cool idea by the way well now the bed is covered we don't know if it's extending we have no or, idea, or, or not but extending. we're pretty damn sure that they're not going to introduce a diesel on this model The idea of a four-cylinder diesel in the United States, it just doesn't seem to work out over here, which is a real shame because it could be great for torque and uh, range. But what we are going to be getting eventually is this new truck, which means Hyundai as an automaker in the United States will have a vehicle, you know, sports cars, fairly large SUVs, um, small hybrids, electric vehicles, and now a pickup.
1: Yes, and you brought up Honda. I did, indeed. So we need to transition that. And that's the last brand Mm -hmm. on our list. And Honda has recently updated uh, and created a
0: a refresh for the Ridgeline. Uh, And it's a pretty comprehensive refresh. It's a whole new front. Uh, The overall look of it is much more butch. We'll get to the idea of of what this looks like in a bit, but there's actually a problem first.
1: Yes, so one of the issues is They unveiled it, what, a couple months ago now, Mm -hmm. right? And then we're trying to judge kind of interest. And it seems like not many people know about this. Oh, my
0: God, nobody knows about it. That's the thing. Their PR has sort of dropped the ball in this. We can't understand why, because I mean, it's not a horrible seller. It actually, sells okay. The, the sales over the past few years have been very, very stable all throughout.
1: Yeah, and actually improving recently, which is really crazy and considering think, what's going on. And I think Honda has always been very methodical about the Ridgeline. They uh, are almost h- holding the de- you know some of the demand. Um, you know, they know there's more demand, but they're not building quite as many. Maybe for whatever reason.
0: They may uh, have a reason. Yeah, believe me, we're the furthest thing from a think tank out there. So so
1: anyway, but, but they've updated it. Uh, not a lot of ads. Not a lot of kind of public awareness. No
0: ads. No public ar- That's the problem. You guys don't know much about this vehicle. The general audience out there does not know a lot about this refresh. And it's unusual to us that the Honda sort of let this thing kind of just sit there and flounder.
1: Yeah, and we also haven't been able to test one yet. So, mm-hmm. of course, those are the two kind of unforced errors in some ways. But the design has improved. I think that's good for the ridgeline. It's I more think manly. It differentiates itself more from the pilot. I Which think it, it needed it, to. It had to do that. Yes. Um, but I'm still a tiny bit disappointed because I wanted a little bit more ground clearance, mm-hmm. I wanted a little bit bigger tire, I wanted a little bit more towing capacity. I didn't get that.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, they haven't. They just recently introduced the new nine-speed transmission, so they have updated the its overall you know capability in that respect. So it's a little bit more efficient, smoother. But in terms of towing, which I believe is five thousand pounds max, that has not increased. It's no different in terms of its off-road capability because you know ground clearance and tire are pretty much where they were before. But at the same time, as a vehicle can be improved, sort of incrementally, this has been improved. And I like the fact that they made it look a lot less like the Honda Pilot, which I think is really important. And then the other side of it is there's room for more improvements. So who knows, they might go up a level. But I honestly don't think we're going to see towing ratings increase any. soon. You know what I
1: want to see? I want to see a Ridgeline HD. (laughs) <laughs> I want to see one ton axles on this bad boy.
0: Yeah, one ton independent front and rear suspension. That, that's going to be an interesting mix right there. I think that realistically, you know, a lot of people who, who swear by these have said the same thing. It more than does what they needed to do. They don't need to tow more than 5,000 pounds. A guy like me who's got a 1,200 pound trailer fully loaded, I don't need that much, you know, towing capability. There's a market for that. And we've towed with these before, and they've been fine. Yeah, and they're very comfortable, too. Very comfortable. That's probably the best thing about them.
1: So finally, just taking a step back really quick before we end the show and looking at the industry in general, right? Mm -hmm. So the truck industry for 2020, and we're hearing this from you guys as well. Yeah. Uh, The general kind of unforced air is that trucks are getting more expensive and too expensive, in fact.
0: And it's not just the heavy-duty trucks in the... Across and, the board. Yeah, we're talking mid-sized trucks. All of them, not only are they getting more expensive, but what else, Andre? They're getting bigger. That may work for some people, but not for all people. Basically, if you think about it, if you look at the dimensions and capability of the current half-ton trucks that are available now, that's heavy-duty territory just a few years back. If you're looking at mid-sized trucks, a lot of those trucks are damn close to the size of full-size trucks, from a decade back, which isn't that long ago. So their size is getting, in some cases, a little bit much for some people, and their prices are just becoming astronomical. And,
1: you know, every manufacturer, you know, they advertise those beginner prices, right? They advertise. My them. truck starts at 28, and my truck starts at 25. But when you get down to it, and we've been ordering trucks recently, oh, yeah. uh, you know, just researching it and doing all this stuff. Uh, as soon as you add like, you know, cloth seats <laughs> and a towing package. Or a half decent uh, stereo. Or a half decent stereo, all of a sudden the price goes up and up and up. Four wheel drive costs a lot. Yeah, a a, lot a, of the,
0: like a grand, fifteen hundred bucks, two oh no, thousand like bucks, three yeah. thousand grand. Yeah, and, and then, then you change the
1: an engine, boom. Oh, you, then you, you really So, so yeah, we we understand that. Also the size issue. Uh, For me, it's not a person. I I like a bigger truck. Yeah, you do. Uh, I live in a suburban area. I, I don't live downtown in a big city. So I have some more space. I have a driveway at my house. I'm pretty lucky. So for me, I love those big trucks because I can bring more stuff.
0: No, you love them because you just like big, burly, mean trucks, and you just like to overdo it. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> mean!
1: So, but, yeah. But, but parking a truck like that, a big truck, or off-roading a
0: truck like that, as we found out this year, mm. is difficult. That's true, and that's where I come in. I actually I, I do prefer mid-sized trucks for stuff like that. Uh, I live in South Denver, but I mean, I'm, I'm in Denver all the time, and I grew up in this. I grew up in Los Angeles. Having a monster truck as awesome as they are Maneuvering it around, just going through a drive-through, a car wash, parking it, can be a real bear. And in traffic, they're not very easy because you just can't see anything. They're so massive. But but the, but the good thing is uh,
1: we're seeing this you know new current of you know, more compact trucks may be coming, right? Yes. The Santa Cruz, maybe even the Maverick, even though Ford hasn't said that. They have it on picture, uh, so. You know, other trucks like that, maybe a Dakota?
0: Maybe, thank so, you. So
1: we, we, I think we're seeing a need, and I think manufacturers will actually make those vehicles for more
0: us. More people are, dri- are buying and driving pickup trucks than ever before, and it's entirely possible that we could see a full range of them and possibly even smaller ones. I wish they'd bring back mini trucks, not only because they're cool, but because maybe people could actually afford them. Yes.
1: Well, there you have it. Please add your comments below as always. Discussion is really cool.
0: Uh, and go back to tfltruck.com and tfloffroad.com for all the latest. That's right. And one final thing, guys. Remember, we have TFL bids and rumor has it there's going to be a very well-kept updated Hummer on there as well.
1: My Hummer is there now. It's on sale. It's no
0: longer a rumor.
1: Uh, but also no reserve. No. <laughs> I'm going to um, buy your truck. I am, I am rolling the dice on this one. Yeah,
0: yeah. I'm going to buy your truck and I'm oh. going to do things to it, make you watch, and I'm going to film it. <laughs> no, I, I don't want to uh, get divorced. It's bad wow. enough when I got rid of the Suzuki. Okay, guys, thank All you right. so much for joining us. We appreciate it. We'll see you next time. All right. Thanks.
2: You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator.